Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. This is not a love song. Album 6. Track 3. Bye bye, baby. Yes. I think I like this song a lot, but I think you love this song. I kind of do. I love this song. I think it it begins a kind of transformation for me with Madonna of the lyrical content of her songs. Um, I feel like Erotica had a uh, Justify My Love echo and Fever was a cover. And then this song comes on and... I'm very intrigued with the way that Madonna is trying to remove Madonna from the song. Yes. She's 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 hidden behind this vocal trick she's doing. The vocal is very bratty and very kind of like distant. And yet the lyrics feel so personal, so ripped from her diary, so um uh specific um in a way that it, it's like a direct repudiation of all of the anthems she sung. Yes, it's an anti-anthem song, and it's yeah. this is not a love song either, by the way, which is the first callback to another song Yes, that we've had, another one coming, right? Oh. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I totally agree with you. I feel like the song is that moment where she's like, I want this to feel like you're in my room with me and I'm just singing into a little crappy tape recorder, which she talks about how they recorded this. That was like really like on a crappy mic and Mm -hmm. you know, in Shep's apartment and it's a part of her voice. We've never heard before in a way we've never heard it. I'm not, I don't think we've heard her play with any real vocal tricks yet like this. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's what five years before believe with the vocoder that Cher made. So acceptable. Right. And um, the other thing is, is uh, we've seen her be aggressive and we've seen her be bratty um, indirectly, like probably indirectly. She didn't realize she was being bratty in the moment. Um, we've never seen her this frustrated. Yes. And that feels so, for all of the distancing tricks the recording does, she feels very human. And that feeling of, God, why? what excites you? What turns you on? What makes you, she's, she's imploring her lover to communicate with her in this way that's like help me help you feel better yes yes you know this song reminds me of because these is this is when this all happened um those infamous faxes the love letter faxes. oh gosh it feels like that it feels like that sort of um in the moment but sent with purpose you know intent she's trying to get something from somebody but she's also very like um yeah she's super vulnerable on the track I, it, it's so it, it's such a uh, a kind of witty, funny, 
lyric too, because I mean, uh, 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 you know, I love you because I hate you. Mm -hmm. And I just remember as a kid being like, this is so, this is so avant-garde and so angry and so um, not positive. Uh-huh. Do you know it? Because I, I, I associated well, with Madonna with a lot of like, you know, positivity and everybody is a star and da 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 But she is like positive. She's like, it's your turn to cry. That's why I have to say goodbye. Bye bye. Oh, gosh. And and there's been some <laughs> wagging about, uh, is this about, you know, Warren Beatty or Sandra Bernhardt or any of those kinds of, and I don't think so. I think these are about anonymous people we don't know anything about. I know. Those are the ones I'm dying to know about. Well, I think about, like, do you think these are the songs where the person she was with uh, couldn't get over that it was Madonna? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I keep imagining in my dream world of Madonna that she had all these, like, you know, like we would have at that age, like three, four month relationships. You know what I mean? And it would be really hot and heavy. And then suddenly it would sort of end or... They wouldn't return her calls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I always loved that idea that Madonna was ghosted and that, you know, she's human like the rest of us and she's on the upside and the downside of things all the time. Yeah. I... Um, there are a couple other things I want to point to too in the song. I know you have other stuff too. Like one is the this um, continues this trend with this album so far of a little of spareness. Like mm, we have yeah. a really big beat and a beat we haven't heard Madonna do yet, which is sort of like a hip hop beat. Yeah, I mean this this song also samples LL Cool J's "Jingling Baby," and um, this feels as. Uh, um, as hip hop as we've gotten up to this point by Madonna. Yeah. It it feels a lot like a, a sister to one of the Justify My Love remixes. Mm, yes, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I totally agree. In fact, I think it's the same beat from like from one of those mixes. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. And then we have very, very few other things. We have a bass line. We have a little bit of a, 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 a kind of a funny keyboard sound yeah. that comes in. And then just her vocals. Yeah. Well, I think I think she wanted you to hear the lyrics, and yeah. I think I think having the vocal uh, tweaking to her voice makes you kind of sit up and go, "Oh, what is she saying?" Yes. And this is my it's my second point, which is this album a hundred percent the whole way through. Um, and we may have some debate about this when we get to some of the later tracks, but I think this album is one of her strongest, if not her strongest lyrically. Oh yeah, like, totally, 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 totally. There's totally, totally. so many good lyrics on this album, and this song is a perfect example. Like, well, it has a revolutionary bridge. Yes. Like always. I don't want to keep the bright flame of your ego going, so I'll just b- stop blowing in the wind to love you as a sin. I mean... That's incredible lyrics. It's beautiful. And and blowing in the wind, like she's blowing. I mean, it's a Dylan shout out. It's also so vulnerable. It's like... This is before Madonna like 
reverts to or leans into cliche after cliche. Like yeah. this is, there's nothing cliche about that. That's just a beautiful line. And we know what it means and we yes. can identify with it because it's super specific and it's, um, do you think, do you think, and this is something we haven't discussed before. Do you think this album is, uh, is some of the Sondheim influence? Do you think doing the Sondheim songs kind of taught mm. her some things about lyric writing? I think so. I think you're right. Cause I think she, every time she goes off and does something outside of pop music, like when she did Evita, we get Ray of Light. Yeah. You know, we get like, oh, I'm, I can push my voice. She comes hard. back with a couple little skills yeah. that she, and I do, because I do feel like this, the, the, and this song in particular uh, has a very specificity to it that I think is what makes it, pow- like I can see the girl she is in the song. Yeah. In a way that I can't always see when I'm watching a Madonna, listening to a Madonna No, song. I think you're right. I would also say actually that, um, you know, just continuing this narrative that um, Ingrid Chavez and the lyrics for Justify My Love also have a very big effect yeah. on her. You know? Yeah, Which That's I think big. is, you know, she uses that sound or that feeling or that poetry-esque Thing, you know so much in this album well and I think it also I think the success of that song gave her permission to write these kinds of lyrics and that people Absolutely. would listen to songs like this on the on the record um, shockingly this was a single I know it was the sixth single. <laughs> it was the sixth single at the end of uh, November of <laughs> 1993 to time with uh, Madonna going to Australia it did not get released in the States um, as a single, it play, it, but it was a huge hit in New Zealand, Germany, all the different places. And it does have a fabulous remix maxi single uh, of about, oh my God, there's like seven, tra- uh, like six remixes on it, all bu- done by this one-off guy named Ricky Crespo, who, right. was, who was a DJ. And he adds a lot of really cool, like, 40s-style horns and jazzy pianos. I mean, there are a couple mixes where the beat drops out and it's just the piano kind of doing its thing. Yeah. It's a real... I mean, they're really good mixes, and it's a shame that they weren't more appreciated... The this it was it was too late. I mean, it was like 1993. <laughs> uh, I'll yeah. remember was like a few months uh, later. Just coming so. out. No, I mean it was sort of an afterthought, and I, I I guess I mostly disagree with you about the remixes. Like oh, interesting. Like I love them. I remember when they came out. I was so voracious. You yeah. Know, excuse me, and I bought them and um, listened through, and then I like you know put them on whatever mixes I had, and they just didn't last for me. Like they weren't as. Um, I thought they were a little busy um, yeah. and, and not as um, club friendly. They were more... No, they're not club friendly. No. They're, they're more quirky or like, you know, cartoony in a way. Well, the song isn't for the club. Right, right. So I there think, I think it, you know, he, he Ricky, our friend Ricky Crespo, uh, is working with what he's got. first time and the last time you'll ever see me cry. Um, she performed this live twice, twice or two times. I mean, she did it more than that on the girly <laughs> show, but she did she it. She only in the girly did it show. twice. <laughs> she did it one night at the girly show. She's like, I'm never doing this song again. <laughs> um, uh, 
she did it during the girly show. Uh, uh, oogle, dressed as dressed as Marlena Dietrich after doing like a virgin, and then uh, she oogles some strippers with uh, Nikki and Donna, and they sing this song. Oogles. She oogles them. Oogles or She spanks oggles. them. She like, mm-hmm. you know, she does all kinds of like. Yes. misogynistic moves. Well, she's playing with gender. She's taking the male role and she's also, yeah, embodying Marlene Dietrich who always played with that too. Yeah. She did it this also at the, she opened the 1993 MTV Awards. In with September song. before yeah. she started the tour. Right, right. As it was like sort of preview. like a preview. Yeah. And they, and I, I believe for me, Mark, this was the first Madonna misstep performance. It was like not quite contextualized correctly or it just seemed like it was in a bubble that didn't fit into the award show. I see why they wanted her to do this because she does say, step right up, the greatest show on earth is about to begin. Yes, yes. Which she does in the show too. That's part of the performance. Yes. Um, I tend to agree with you though because um, she's not singing it live. Nope. It's It's completely lip synced at the MTV Music Awards. You know, and, and at the time, you know, Katie Lang was a huge star. Constant Craving and Ingenue was blazing up the charts. And she had come out as a lesbian. And she was famously photographed with Cindy Crawford on the cover of Esquire being shaved. And I felt at the time, oh, Madonna's chasing after this kind of lesbian chic moment yeah. that was happening. And, you know, Body of Evidence, or not Body of Evidence, um, uh, Basic Instinct had come out. And, and there was a lot of kind of queer, w- female queerness going on in mainstream America um, or entering, kind of entering the mainstream. And I felt like she was kind of running after it and trying to jump on that bandwagon. That's what it looked like. At in, the time, at the it time. certainly did. Yeah. And and I, I think, too, to your point about this being the sixth single and like it just being too late, we were so oversaturated yeah. And not a lot of it was positive by this point. No. I mean, we were in a sort of negative space with Madonna or it was like, oh, it was really the first time I believe that we, that I remember thinking like, is she going to survive this? Interesting. Madonna is the superstar who broke all the rules on her journey from homeless waif to Hollywood sex siren. Break yourself for shocks and surprises as we exclusively enter the private world of a superstar you were never meant to know. This is Madonna Exposed. The material girl with blonde ambition has had a rocky year. Her kinky book drew scorn, her too hot sex movie a yawn. Until now, she's been able to cloud her past, present and future in a smokescreen of camouflage images. But not tonight. I was, I, I think a lot of people rolled their eyes of being like, oh, please. Madonna's yeah. not into girls. Yeah. And I, I think that there was a sense of 
um, fatigue. Yeah, I, agree. I think the fact she doesn't sing it live does contribute something to it. Yeah, I think so. And then she was also dressed up in these kind of clothing that covered her body. It was really like a lot to take in, you know, at the and end. And there of wasn't this. the context because in the show, right. you have this fabulous performance she does of Like a Virgin before this, and then you see her strip off the stuff. For during the I'm going bananas La Isla right Bonita, which is a thrilling performance, That's phenomenal. So it 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 works in the show, it but it so doesn't. Well. What what would you have picked instead? So if MTV had come to you and you were Madonna's director uh-huh. for the girly show, being like, we want to include a number from your new show. Which song do you think? And Madonna was like, it has to be a new song. It mm. can't be Holiday. You know, I I. My first thought is rain, but then I'm like, no, because that's really hard to do, especially to open a show. Yeah. And then I, then I suddenly was like, right, just now I was like, what if she did? Why is it so hard? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that could be kind of interesting. Yeah. But I think the, the number she probably should have done is deeper and deeper. Minus the orgy or with the orgy? I think they could have implied the orgy, but not had the orgy. Everyone walks off the stage with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. It's just like when the orgy starts, the lights go down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess that would be the song that I would think, um, or I think it was too late for fever, like by that point. So I think, I think. Yeah. I, see, and I think fever would have been like a brilliant mm, way to kick off the uh, show. Yeah. I think you're right. It really would. Yeah. But it would not have been. As big, and we saw, we've seen her do Fever twice already in the year. I mean, yeah. for those who are watching, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, bye, yeah. bye, baby. Go bye listen bye. to it I, and and write in your journal. You have no, you have no idea what treasures are sitting there. And then just record yourself singing your journal. This is when I wish I still had my answering machine. Remember when you had to go home and yes. press a button and there was a tape? And it would say, you have no new messages. And I'd be like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to write in my journal. I keep on waiting. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Bye.